Hello, free thinkers. I'm Mickey Z, and I welcome you to Post Woke, the New York City-based podcast where we practice intellectual self-defense. Now, usually right here, I would have a teaser snippet of my guest speaking for a few seconds uh, to lead us into what the conversation is going to be about. But this time around, it's a solo um, episode, almost said issue, that goes dates me all the way back to writing for magazines and editing. It's a solo episode and no guest. And just as a side note, boy, the stories I could tell you about potential guests. And what I mean is divas who forget that they are at most medium-sized fish in a tiny, tiny pond of skeptics. But that's for another time, or perhaps the wise thing would say, that's not ever going to see the light of day. For now, I will be back with my solo episode right after this word from our sponsor. Hey, Mickey Z here, and I'm asking you to offer some support for a project that I've been running for nearly six years. It's called Helping Homeless Women NYC. And as the name implies, I've been getting out there on the streets for, like I said, nearly six years to offer direct relief to some of the most vulnerable yet fiercest women you'll ever want to meet. If you check the show notes, you will find a direct link for how to donate at GoFundMe. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon patron or in ordering uh, restaurant gift cards directly from my wish list, shoot me an email and I'll send you that information. But I'm just requesting some support, thanking you in advance and asking you no matter what to please share the link far and wide. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, we're back. Um, Now, to set the stage for this uh, main part of the of the episode, I want to remind folks that I have been involved in what is considered to be activism in a pretty broad range of topics that almost defies logic because many of them are traditionally seen as left, many of them are traditionally seen as right, and these days they all sort of blur together into a stew. But because of this experience that I have, I have been around more diverse activists than anyone I've ever heard of. So therefore, what I'm about to say is founded in that experience, and it may at times sound um, critical, and it may at times be critical, but the desire I have here is to save people from living in activist delusion as long as I did. And you'll, as I go along here, you'll, get, you'll understand more, because... The activists that I've closely interacted with, again, all stripes, they seem to derive power from their perceived powerlessness. They find way too much solace in being on the outside, being the perpetual opposition, being the perpetual loser. And to succeed and gain power to them appears to be an unthinkable concept. But even so, They may like to lose, but don't ever dare question their tactics. And I'm going to just say this one more time. 
This goes for left, right, and anywhere in between and beyond. All my discussions of activists from this moment forward, I, none of it is limited to one ideology. So these activists identify, though, with their personal ideology. And if you question tactics or ideology, they will take it personally as if you questioned their individual integrity. And this can lead to incredible amounts of vindictiveness. I'll give you one example of how low it gets at times. Um, as you know, I've been running this program for seven years to help homeless women on the streets of New York. And I've had ongoing supporters. Many of them choose to become uh, patrons on Patreon, so they give a monthly amount. And I've had people over the past three plus years, in particular with the uh, pandemic era, I've had people just stop donating and ghost on me because they don't like my um, what I've been writing about and talking about, particularly in this time period. So their attachment to their ideology is so profound that they will punish vulnerable homeless women to get back at someone who challenges their identity. I mean, this is thought policing at its most intense. And don't think that thought policing is just for the woke crowd. Like we all know that if you don't respect pronouns, for example, you will be rejected or canceled as a bigot. But in the ironically named truth movement, you better march and step with them or you'll be labeled controlled opposition or you'll be called just plain too naive to even recognize the bad actors who are standing right in front of you. To them, everything is a psyop and any progress made is instantly dismissed as part of that psyop. The goalposts just keep getting moved and the activists stay the same distance from success as when they started. And to them, you can't, well, to anyone, you can't win. If your goal as an activist is actually to win, how can you win if every step forward is viewed as a sellout or a scam? The activists get to wallow in their perceived powerlessness while the powers that shouldn't be continue to thrive. To the members of the so-called medical freedom movement, the activists I see in action, especially on places like Substack, the concept of being in the know is far more important to them than being effective. And since they, of course, are not really in the know, they will just make something up, a new theory, false accusations, etc., and then revel in their perceived superiority. These all these activists are so certain that they are completely dangerous, and therefore they're the ones that the cabal must single out to be spied on and suppressed because they present such a threat to the status quo. Now, please allow me to remind you that what we're talking about here metaphorically are ants squabbling, squabbling over who stands atop the tiniest of anthills. They are seeking status in a virtually invisible vacuum. The vampires in charge aren't even aware that these folks exist. And if someone else on that anthill dares to step up and say, hey, let's interact with the, ma the mainstream in the name of changing this dynamic, well, you know what happens. Now, these trends that I've discussed and more can put quite a damper on using a platform like Substack. And trust me, I know I am totally blessed with having so many open-minded minded subscribers. But in general, in a big general sense, Substack is turning into Facebook, including 
the classic tactic of vague booking. So much time and energy is being diverted into high school level infighting, even though the stakes in the world have never been higher. Isn't it obvious that these activists are sowing more confusion and division than the people they claim to be exposing? Again, I say this because I've moved with activists all across the spectrum and have witnessed firsthand the same exact trends. It's not about attacking, it's about sounding an alarm. So here I am, sharing a solo episode in the hope that some listeners will take these words to heart. They will step away from the anti-programming program and spread the message. I'll be back with some closing thoughts after one more word from our sponsor. Hey, Mickey Z here. I trust you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to take a quick break to request that you seriously consider becoming a paid subscriber to Post Woke, because Post Woke is more than this podcast, which is a weekly podcast with crucial, important conversations with crucial and important guests. Post Woke is also a Substack on which I post on a daily basis. I'm talking about written posts. And I, first and foremost, I am a writer. I have 12 books out and I have been writing for many decades. And so you are getting quality content at least once a day, all for $5 a month. And no matter what you decide, you can become a free subscriber if you choose. I ask you to please share the link and spread the word. And while you're at it, Check the show notes for information on how to order the post-woke t-shirt. It is a completely cool, kick-ass shirt, and you could show the world what your favorite podcast and Substack is. So I thank you in advance for your support. Again, I urge you to spread the word, and let's get back to the show. It's okay to be scared and to feel powerless at times. But please don't turn this into a religion or a cult. I'll give you another option. Stop trusting. Stop revering. Stop chasing the false power being marketed by the enemy. Take the time to identify how much power you already actually have outside the validation of your current hive mind. You have the ability to offer relief, change lives, and build bridges. Now, I'll make a confession. I also find the world frightening, and I often wonder if anything I do matters. So every day, I ask Jesus to work miracles of any size through me. This is way more important to me than my podcast, my subscriber count, or being viewed as right on social media. So I urge all of you, reject the false prophets. Don't become myopic about things like eating bugs, controlled opposition, the next psyop, etc. Instead, seek to become a conduit of unconditional love. This option is available to us 24-7. Rather than sinking into the pits of negativity and paranoia on sites like Substack, recognize that you are fearfully and wonderfully made with the inherent ability to fill others and yourself with faith, hope, and joy on a regular basis. The next time you're tempted to share some doom and gloom or the latest gossipy accusations, ask yourself, what act of love can I perform instead? 
I promise you will never regret it. When it comes to interacting with those who have assumed the mantle of big fish in this tiny puddle, I remind you, keep your guard up. <laughs>